Hello, 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 beautiful people. Welcome back to Tub in the Bedroom. So today we are discussing something that I think is so important in self-care and self-investment, but often it is so overlooked, and that is sexual self-investment. Yes, sex. Sex is a part of self-investment. Sexual energy is so powerful and so strong and it is so important to invest in yourself as a sexual being so let's get into it speaking of exploration and the importance of holding space for yourself as well as it being a judgment-free and kink-friendly zone is my next tip which is get rid of the shame now for some, shame runs especially deep. As a person that has been shamed for my sexuality, my weight, my hair, my skin color, the way I walk, the way I talk, pretty much existing and has been shamed by those closest to me and people that I don't even know really, I understand that shame, especially shame around sex, can really run deep. So sometimes you might need some professional help and that would be going to see maybe a sex therapist, maybe another kind of therapist. If that's the help you need in order to be able to be free and really fully step into yourself as a sexual being, then get that help. There are also sexual life coaches and different pathways to you fully relinquishing all of that shame but I see and hear it all the time. I even have friends that, I have friends on both sides that they either think, oh wow, you're so comfortable talking about sex and things too much and they're personally uncomfortable with, but that's their own personal, you know, shame creeping up and I definitely used to be like that. And then I have friends who they're so thankful because they don't really have any other friends that they can discuss those things with and be so open and non-judgmental about it. So whatever way that you have to do it and whatever path, I'm not gonna give necessarily suggestions just because I know how precarious it can be to extract shame from your psyche in a sense. So whatever way that you need to do that, I suggest doing that because it will open up your world when you stop feeling shame and honestly start realizing that, you know what? I know a lot of people that hate me for having my I don't give a flip attitude, but I've realized and continue to realize even on the times when I am feeling more self-conscious or not as confident that it is damn if you do, it's damn if you don't. So you might as well do whatever the hell you wanted to do anyway. I'm a believer in that sentiment Again, I believe in that sentiment with the caveat that as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else and it doesn't hurt an animal and it isn't malicious, then you're fine to do it because you shouldn't be doing anything that is with malicious intent. So go explore that fantasy that you have been hiding in the back of your mind. Go talk to a friend. I'm sure you have a friend. Hell, hit me up in the comments. I will talk to you about it if you just need to be able to at least start somewhere. Let's have a conversation. I will happily re recommend people I've watched and followed across social media. And I don't have any sex therapists to recommend, but they're out there. And I think that it's 
something that's definitely needed. So don't be afraid to seek professional help to find, to get more in touch with yourself as a sexual being. Again, check out Sex, Love, and Goop. I can't believe I'm pushing the show, but again, it's really good. It's a great starting point, I think. I think it's a really great starting point, especially because it just, it, it shows people at different levels of their sexual exploration and kind of into that world. And it's very, very, what is it? It's very relatable because there are people with different issues. I really like the show. And what can I say? Even though I don't normally like goop, I really like the show. So I'm gonna, I, I've told all of my friends about it. Like, I think right after I watched it, everybody got a text. My fifth, final, and most important tip, and should always be something that's observed, and as you can see, I said multiple times, is safety is actually a three-pronged thing. It's safety, communication, and consent. We talk about these things so often, but we can't, like, there's, it will never be enough. We have to keep talking about it until everybody understands consent. I do think that we need to start teaching consent from a young age in schools. Of course, being that it is America, a lot of people try to make an argument against that saying it's, you know, sexual, but it's not. There are different ways to teach consent because consent is not just a sexual thing. If you don't give someone consent to be in your space, to touch your body in any way, in a completely plutonic way, then that's something that they should not do. Just like if you wanna give a person a hug, you shouldn't just go in for a hug. In the past, we would just go in for it. Now we know better that we need to ask for consent prior to hugging someone. Giving and getting consent should be your top and your first priority. And remember that at any time, someone can revoke their consent. Just because they gave you consent to do one thing does not mean that you have consent for the whole shebang. Someone giving you consent to hug them does not give you consent to kiss them. Someone giving you consent to kiss them does not give you consent to touch them in places that they are not normally comfortable with you touching them and that depends on your relationship. One yes does not extend for life. Every single time you're with someone, you need to ask for consent. Every single time you need to check in, is this okay? Is this okay? Giving and getting consent is the first and most important thing that you need to do. And on top of it, whether you're the giver or the getter, consent can be revoked at any time. Any time that you feel uncomfortable or they feel uncomfortable, the consent as easily as it should be given can just as easily be taken away. Someone giving you consent to hug them does not give you consent to tap them on the butt, kiss them, grope them in any type of way. Someone giving you consent to kiss them does not give you consent to start to fondle them or move things past a kiss. Consent for each portion is imperative and it should be enthusiastically given. The other thing with consent is I think that we should all be taking the onus on ourselves that if someone, if we are the getter, if we are the ones asking for consent, if someone is not sober, 
in any type of way and they give you consent, it shouldn't be taken as consent. Because in my opinion, if someone is, let's say, let's take alcohol for, for example, if someone is super drunk and they give you consent, there is a chance that that person will wake up and either they could have been blacked out or they could just wake up and regret it. And you don't wanna be a regret. So if you happen to wanna be with someone and they happen to be drunk and they don't give you consent for something, or if they do give you consent, I think the most respectful thing a person can do is not take that consent and say, let's try this again when you're sober. That is my personal opinion. I think people know when people are, you know, I think people know when people are just too intoxicated to give proper consent. But that should be your number one thing and consent every time. Even if you've been married for 20 years, you still need to get consent every time. Just because you're married or in a relationship doesn't give you automatic consent to someone's body and don't ever think otherwise. Now, communication. Communication is imperative in a sexual relationship. If you don't have good communication, let's face it, you're not gonna have that great of sex. I mean, you could potentially have good sex, but the amount of good sex that you're having is probably not that high. Good communication is important, and not just good communication, but judgment-free, open, communication to allow the person to be fully themselves without judgment even if something is outside of your personal boundaries that's when you have to communicate that back and then you guys can figure it out together from there and the same goes vice versa you want someone that you can communicate with and have a judgment-free and open place for you to be fully yourself and even and this goes even with someone who is just a situationship just because it's a casual thing doesn't mean you don't communicate you should hopefully be finding casual relationships that you can have full communication with because even though something is casual it doesn't mean that we're not human and it doesn't mean that you can't connect with someone and it be casual not all connection has to be romantic you really just like them as a person and as a friend but you also enjoy having sex with them and that's totally fine and okay and you connect on that level and then you have other people that you like in that same way but you don't have any sexual attraction to them. Sexual attraction and romantic attraction are two separate things, which is why it's like, hey, you can have sex with someone and not be romantically interested in them, but you are romantically interested in someone and, you know, maybe, I always feel like romantic attraction usually leads to sexual attraction, but not the other way around. I might be wrong, but that's just me. Cause I feel like you can have romantic attraction to, well, yeah, you can have, ro who knows? I don't know. But I do, I, I feel like rom romantic love can lead to sexual love, but I feel it because you start to see like outside of that physical being and see the soul, but I don't really feel that sexual Attraction can doesn't always lead to romantic attraction. So communicate, 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 because why? Communication makes sex a whole lot better. And finally, safety. I'm just gonna spit some facts that I found, for found on the AHF, AHF Foundation's website, but 
These are said many other places, so you can do your own research. Safety is important. IUDs do not protect against sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted infections. So to my young people and my people out there enjoying and having some fun, that is all good, but use a condom. If you are in a heterosexual situation, just because the person has an IUD or is on birth control doesn't mean that it should be a free for all. Wear a condom still wear a condom. Condoms aren't just about pregnancy, they're also to protect you. And condoms are the only thing outside of abstinence that does protect you against STDs and STIs. Secondly, something to know is different STDs and STIs can have different lengths of incubation. HIV can take up to a year at times to show up. Some people may have the first symptoms within the normal average incubation range and then they'll have no symptoms but they'll still have the virus but it doesn't really start to show constant symptoms until almost a year later that's just an example many other it's very it's actually pretty common for many stds and stis to be asymptomatic in some people and that can be really dangerous because as we should have all learned with COVID, you can be asymptomatic, but still spread things. That doesn't go with every single STD or STI. Again, do your research. I am not a scientist, but still that is something. So wear protection, okay? Get the condoms. And honestly, if a dude, if dude, tries to say that they don't like condoms or, you know, I don't know, they're too big for a condom or whatnot, guess what? Condom, there's been plenty of videos showing how much a condom can stretch, so that's BS. Or if they don't like it, I'll be like, okay, well, enjoy your hand. And also, if or if they say, you know what? <sighs> a condom makes me have trouble. Well, guess you'll last a lot longer now, won't ya? So. <laughs> There should be absolutely no reason that you don't use a condom. Keep in mind, things can also spread with oral sex. So the other big thing outside of condoms and dental dams, which dental dams are what you can use to give oral sex to a female partner, outside of condoms and dental dams, you should be getting tested. Me personally, I believe in getting tested when you're sexually active every three months. Now the minimum is every six months, but I think every three months, if you are consistently sexually active and with diff especially if you're with different partners i personally push for every three months there are a lot of free std testing and clinics it's unfortunate because america does not teach sex education and we really desperately need it some of the facts though i'm going to read to you it makes total sense why so one the U.S. has the highest rate of STD infection in the industrialized world. To me, this is because the U.S. does not want to teach sex education in the way it needs to be teached. It keeps wanting to push abstin abstinence, which abstinence is unrealistic and has been unrealistic since the dawn of time. So to me, proper sex education and letting people know yes abstinence is the only way to prevent all of these things a hundred percent however we know that can potentially be highly unlikely so here are the things you need to know to do this safely let's stop the bs about oh this isn't going to happen and 
actually give the education that needs to be given. 35% of Americans have STDs and don't know it. Certain STDs, again, STDs, STDs and STIs can be asymptomatic in some people and they can be fatal, they can cause infertility, they can, they can lead to other things, they can lead to you getting some curable STDs that if you get it and you're asymptomatic can actually lead to you being able to catch certain things like HIV a lot easier. So just because you're not having any symptoms doesn't mean you shouldn't be getting tested. If you are sexually active, get tested. And I'll leave links on where you can search for free STD clinics. It's completely private and you can just go there and get tested regularly. Young people under 25 account for 50% of STD infections. Yes, so like I was saying earlier, all of you that don't wanna use condoms because you think, oh, you know what? I don't have anything, I don't have anything. You know what? Show me the test. There is nothing wrong with asking someone to show you their most recent STD test. And if you're about to have sex with someone, ask them, hey, when was your most recent STD test? When, and since this test, have you had any partners or how many partners have you had? Have you used condoms with all of those partners? If someone gets defensive about it, that's a red flag. Run away, do not sleep with that person because that person doesn't respect you enough to have an adult conversation. I'm of the believer that if you're gonna do adult activities, you should be able to have the adult conversation. If, and trust me, I have run into a lot of people that get very offended when I start asking these questions. If you get offended, I'm not gonna have sex with you because you know why? It's a perfectly normal question. Just like with COVID, we would ask, hey, are you? have you been exposed? Have you this, that, and the other? Those same things should be happening with STDs, but we've made STDs and STIs a very dirty thing when it's actually a very common thing. A lot of people end up having them but the reason why a lot of people end up having them is because they weren't taught what they need to learn. They weren't taught what they need to know to best protect themselves. And to me, that is a failure on our school system, on our society and our government, because we are leaving people unprotected by not get at minimum, giving them the knowledge and the resources, which is why places like Planned Parenthood and these different STD clinics. Um, Planned Parenthood is more than an STD clinic, but also the free STD testing and other clinics are so important and so vital because oftentimes people don't get the education that they need at home and they have to find somewhere else to get that education. Next fact, each year in the United States, nearly 20 million new STD cases are diagnosed. That means every New Year's, there's gonna be 20 million, about 20 million more people that go and end up getting an STD. Hence why I say, they're very common. Chlamydia has the honor of being the number one bacterial STD in the US today. Four million new cases every year. Four million, that's, that's a lot. Other fact, some people have no symptoms and gonorrhea without treatment can be fatal. Yes, something that is a curable STD can actually kill you 
if you end up having no symptoms and don't get it treated. Hence why you should get tested every three months without fail. And something that they say on their site is, and I again, this is the AHF foundation, which I like, know your limit, know your sexual partners, know how to please yourself, and know when to say no. Say no to people who don't wanna talk about their STD status, because you know what? That's a motherfucking red flag. Red flag. Consent, communication, and safety are the biggest pillars of any sexual relationship, whether it's a situationship, marriage, a relationship, whatever level you're at. But these three things should always be the top of your list. And show respect to yourself and your partners and future partners by getting tested regularly, taking care of yourself, also, you show respect to yourself and your partners by giving and getting consent and making sure all of these things are communicated and that anything that is within sexual exploration and needs and wants is also communicated in a judgment-free open zone. If someone can't communicate with you, doesn't allow you to fully give you consent or you feel pressured at all or will not reveal their STD status when you guys are potentially going to sleep with each other soon run that's all I can say is run because that is just multiple red flags that that person doesn't respect themselves and they don't respect their partners and you should only sleep with people that respect you doesn't matter how many you sleep with doesn't matter how often none of that all that doesn't matter but just make sure that each and every partner, you respect them and they respect you. So go forth and shamelessly, safely, and consensually discover your inner sex god or goddess, you lusty, lusty bitches. And I will see you in the next video. Do you not care for yourself enough to wear a condom or to like ask the person to get tested if you're not in an exclusive situation? I don't, I don't understand people. I don't understand people. The amount of people I've had like get rude when I ask their status and I'm like, whoo, <laughs> it's gonna be a no for me, dog. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yes, am I Randy on American Idol? I am. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. You are not going to Hollywood. Sorry, not sorry.